Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. You best be strapping yourself in. We're going for a ride today, folks. Two full hours of fun and excitement. Why are you laughing? It's true. Because you said you said it was you said that like it was unexpected by the listener. <laughs> yeah. Today, today we're going to try something new. We're going to try fun and excitement on the Matt Townsend Show. We're going to go a little different today. We're going to be fun and exciting. Shouldn't be new. What are we usually? You do not want to know. And if James, if you would actually listen to the show, you would know. Well, that's the thing. It, it's it's difficult because it's usually not. I don't know. I mean, we're obviously fun and exciting. It's different. We're obviously good looking. That's every day. Yes. Yes. Uh, Speak for yourself. I am okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're speaking for. No, we're gonna today. We've got a great topic, and it's it's a it's a topic I'm grateful for. It's gratitude. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Right? Okay. Yeah. James, are you grateful? So grateful. What are you most grateful? I mean, other than the show. Other and, than the show. Yeah, other than the show, and other than um, uh, McQueen, <coughs> McCain. Your girlfriend. <laughs> that's kind of unfair. It's like saying, what are you most grateful for without the things that Giving you're, you're most grateful for? Giving you the things you're most grateful for, yeah. for right? Yeah, I'm removing <laughs> the things you're grateful that's for. That's like going around the table at Thanksgiving at my mother's house. What did she say? Because you can't repeat stuff as you yeah. go around the table, and there's 12 people at the table. Yeah. And you're, you're always last. last. Yeah, being the last person is the worst. I'm grateful that this thing's over. That the exercise <laughs> of gratitude has ended. No, like I'm forcing your hand, so I, I'm trying to get to... You know, the e- get the easy ones off the table. He's okay. a In order. He's trying to make you think. Okay. In order, you're grateful for me, obviously. Yeah, you're definitely number one. Uh, for sure. Finding him on the porch. B, yeah. yeah. I'm finding, grateful that I was found. Pulling you out of the river. Yeah. Uh, uh, B, you're grateful for um, McClellan. Malkovich, yep. Malkovich, your girlfriend. Soon to be friend for life. <laughs> I don't want to tip the hand. Okay, she, be, she might be listening. But yeah, yeah. Well, let's. I mean, there is. She. She you doesn't keep talking know. about it, and James's parents are going, "Huh?" Well, huh? what's interesting is she doesn't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, like well, like the loan. She doesn't know about the loan. <laughs> but actually, funny story though. My whenever I do call my mom, every single time she asks me if there's big news. Like, oh, so really? uh, do you have anything uh, big to tell me? Yeah. Like, what do you tell yet, her? Mom. Not yet, Mom. Not yet. Well, d- did you tell her to just keep listening to the show? Yeah. Just we're like, going to break it on the show. Because be if anyone tells you, it's going to be mad. <laughs> and I'll usually tell you even Every before James yeah, knows. exactly. <laughs> My goal is always to let everyone know before James knows. Yeah. Um, so what, who else are you grateful for? Well, I mean, what else? I'll, I'll, I'll Doesn't have to be a person. pick the lowest hanging fruit. My family. Okay. Definitely yeah. hugely grateful for them. My siblings, my parents, they're huge. Grateful for the show. Oh yeah, well that that goes left unsaid. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah I thought you took that one off the table. Yeah, that took me off the table. Oh, oh okay. The show. You and the show are kind of <clears throat> intertwined there. I think. Uh, are you grateful for your right foot? 
Yes, that, the fact that it doesn't hurt, yeah. super grateful for that. Um, been... I'm also grateful that I can work with this show. Oh, it's a great um, one. Add that. Yeah. So, are you, are you grateful where you get to sit during the show? Yeah, I'm grateful that I get to sit in such close proximity <laughs> to people in general. Yeah, especially at the show. So, see, and gratitude makes you happier. That's why we're doing that exercise, and that's why today we're talking about gratitude. And see, I feel so happy. You are happier. I feel so much better right now. By the way, just so you know, you look better. Oh, thank you. When you came in today, you didn't look good. Oh, well, you look sickly. <laughs> I pre- appreciate the honest feedback. No, you looked fine. But the gratitude, it's, it's made me look even better, which is hard to imagine. Well, yeah. And I, you know what? Honestly, it's, it, you sound better too. <laughs> like, I like it more when you're talking about things you're grateful for than when you're telling me something you want. <laughs> you with me, Sean? Okay. So today we're talking about gratitude. Also, how to not like, get the holiday blues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on that just is just – just listening to the news is enough to give you the blues. Speaking of news, we're going to go to our headlines now. Okay. Waiting, uh, what, I, what I sometimes do is I'll give, I'll, give a tease. I'll give a tease to Sean and I just toss it, you know, like a big beach ball. Well, a tease that he, would be think good he would if, just... it, if it wasn't this rhyming pattern that is yeah, really the rhyming of throws people there. off. It's Let me, just, I'll just make it more overt. Okay. Let's go to Sean with the hey, headlines. Look, there's a storm in California. Have you heard about the storm? I have actually. Apparently, I have, I have friends that live out there, and are they? Are I they, used to live in that area. Are well, they alive? California is a big area. Oh yeah, it's a it, big yeah. area. But um, I remember living through one of these types of storms. Actually, do tell. We had uh, a few days of stormy weather, and um, worked at a radio station there, and uh, we we were without power for eight days. Wow! Luckily, we had generators for okay. the radio station. I was going to say, what do you do at a radio station mm-hmm. without power? No, we had a generator. Uh, at one point, I had to go up and make sure the generator had gas in it. Oh, it a, you were the gas man. I, at one, we took turns, but yeah, yeah, I did it one day and had a nice little. Came back from uh, the the transmitter station and had a tick on my neck. Oh, and mm-hmm. then you got Lyme fun. disease, and no. then it was all downhill. No, but you know, staying on the air to help people and stuff, it was. Quite an interesting time, but but people in San Francisco area and north and north of that and south of that, even in Southern California, they're experiencing a lot of stuff. Uh, elementary school student was trapped for about fifteen minutes when an eighty foot tree fell on him, though. Oh man! In South oh, wow. San Francisco, I mean Santa Cruz, actually. Wow! They uh, pinned his arm and his shoulder until rescuers were able to cut it apart with a chainsaw. See, that'll that'll cause the blues right <laughs> mm-hmm. there. Uh, the they black had and blue. Right four there. inches of rain before nine a.m. in Holy San Francisco. Cow. Yeah. And they're expecting about 10 inches of rain is the final tally. Uh, Healdsburg, wow. and it's from near the area where I was. I was out on the coast. Healdsburg's a little more inland. But uh, they're, they've taken the worst of the North Bay pummeling. They have floodwaters there in that wine country area. Um, about 117,500 customers are without power in the Bay Area, mm. according to PG&E. It's, it's a lot of wind. It's a big deal. And a lot of rain. Uh, trains were delayed in the uh, you know, Bart trains were delayed. The rapid transit yeah. in the area. The, and what's really unusual, though, you, most you know, you get a snowstorm. East Coast kids are used to having you know right. snow days and things. Yeah. Well, they had a rain day in some of the schools. I bet they did. Uh, San Francisco, Oakland, Berkeley, and Santa Cruz County. Some of the uh, dozens of schools around the area there were were closed. Take on the Thursday. day off. See that? That's the way you get rid of the blues. But then you got to go, you know, shovel out your basement. Get all the mud out of your well, you basement. Gotta, you got to get a sump pump and yeah. 
Get it all out. That's not the one. Pe- the one group of people though that were happy for the storm. Yeah, who surfers? Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Big waves coming in. There were people out surfing. Yes. Wow. It's California. It is. Nobody stops. Now, they call not it that I would. Not that I would go out and surf. No way. In that weather, but some other people are out there in that weather, and they're yeah. You got fifteen foot swells Sheesh. going on. Wow. Um, yeah. Ski resorts are going to be making you know bank. Oh yeah. After they get, they're going to get like two feet of snow once this storm moves through That's there. Big so, time, yeah. right there. Tahoe. It should be very very nice. But uh, well, good. We wish them the best of luck. Oh yes. Been through it. That's hard, right before the season, right? Right before the it holidays. Is. It is. You know, how are you going to go shopping when you can't it, it makes a boat? It, it makes it more difficult. you got to float sure. to the mall. Exactly. Wow. Well, um, that's that right there. Could You just probably reinforced a bunch of blues for the people that aren't even – that don't even have the storm. All the people in Iowa now well, have the blues. But they're going to be grateful probably tomorrow after the storm's gone. Yeah, everything will be clean. Mm-hmm. You'll have that after rain smell. Yeah. Mmm, fresh. Mm. Then there will be the mold. <laughs> And then. In the basement, <laughs> yeah. Most I don't, most places in California don't have basements. That's true. Huh? So, well, we wish you the best of luck, and yeah. we're grateful to have California. I am. It's the I sunny have, vacation. I have friends spot. that live there. Yeah, I used to live there. Grew up there. James is going on his honeymoon there. Oh, really? With Merrill. Ah, Osman. Is that true, James? I. That's news to me. But it's definitely an option. But listen, Mom. (laughs) Anyway, apparently James has to make a phone call to his mother. Yes. Because he's already planning the honeymoon. Again, we're still taking money uh, for the James Wedding Fund to McConkie. Um, If you want to contribute, 10% of the proceeds will go directly to James and McConkie, Vich. The other 90% will go to administration fees. To Sean and I. Yes, exactly. Pizza party. Mm-hmm. We're not going to give you the number to call because last time somebody did call the number. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say thank you to the person who called. Yeah, like, that was nice. The fact that they cared enough to call to donate, that's, right. I mean, that's huge. And I just want to say thank you. Well, or is it the fact that it's just that pathetic? <laughs> and I don't want to be rude, but they're like, oh, that boy. It's sad. He needs something good in his life. Well, we're grateful for James and for McConkie and their pending nuptials we're going to take a break my friends and when we come back nina lezowitz is going to be with us and she's going to be teaching us about gratitude she wrote the book on it for heaven's sakes learning about the power of a grateful heart during this holiday season this is the matt townsend show you're listening to us right here on byu radio it's the most wonderful time of the Kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, it is, my friends. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Is this the hap happiest season of all? James thinks so. Sure is. <laughs> that was good. That's perfect timing. How did you know I was going to say you? I don't know. You could sense I was about to say your name, and you jumped right in. Boom. It is the happiest hap- happiest time of the year. But if only if you're grateful. If you're, not, if you're not grateful, guess what? It's probably not a very happy time. It's probably going to get ugly. 
So how do you keep that gratitude alive in your life? Well, we may have the answer, my friends. Uh, Nina Lezowitz is joining us. She is an award-winning marketing professional who runs Spinergy Group, which represents authors, corporate clients, and nonprofits. She, along with Mary Beth Sammons, have co-authored the best-selling books, Living Life as a Thank You and What Would You Do If You Knew You Could Not Fail, How to Transform Fear into Courage. And they have a brand new book out called The Grateful Life, The Secret to Happiness and the Science of Contentment. And she's here to teach us about uh, the power of having a grateful heart and creating a grateful life. Nina, are you there? I am. Thank you so much for having me on. You bet. It's a great honor to have you. Uh, by the way, loving the book. Ta- teach us. I mean, it seems like gratitude would be obvious, right? The no-brainer. Everybody should be grateful. But, uh, but why is it so hard for some of us? Oh, it is, because some people associate uh, gratitude or giving thanks with an act of obligation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But actually, what we talk about when we talk about gratitude is living your life from day to day, really appreciating what you already have instead of focusing on what you perceive as lacking. Why is that? I mean, A, that's just as hard. That sounds hard, but it's not. Why is it so beneficial? Because if you're not experiencing life from a place of appreciation, you're always wondering whether there's something more. Hmm. In other words, you know, some people are always striving for the next thing, and they find that it doesn't satisfy them. So they keep searching, thinking that if they only got a new car or a promotion or moved to a tropical island, you know, then they would be happy. Right. But science shows us that it's actually the other way around. Instead of thinking that we will be grateful once something good happens, Good things happen once we are grateful. Interesting. It's, it's really interesting. Well, and especially at the holiday time where everybody is already kind of anticipating what they're going to get, and <laughs> and yet they're not even necessarily grateful for what they have. And if we don't pay attention focusing on what we do have, then more won't help. Right. That's hmm. uh, so true. That's so true. It's, it's really very interesting. What? I love the fact that uh, there are all these scientific studies taking place right now that are proving the link between happiness and gratitude and good health. What do you think that's about? I mean, wh- why now? Why now are we studying gratitude? Yeah, it's, it's in, isn't, it, isn't it fascinating? Yeah. I mean, it, it used to be something that you'd read about or hear about, uh, you know, new, new agers talk about it. And now um, I, I, I just, I, it's, it's, a, it's really trending. It's just something that, that comes up so often. And I think it's because so many people, we're living in a time of uh, abundance. Mm-hmm. And, and then people, and people aren't happy or satisfied. So people have, have been searching. And so they're going back. And, you know, and gratitude really is a common denominator in so many uh, religious, spiritual teachings, religious yeah. teachings, and so, right? And in um, f- philosophical teachings. So I think people are going back to that and really uh, focusing on that. And science, the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley is awarded. 14 grants that was supported by funding from oh, wow. the John Templeton Foundation. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so now, you know, you, when you Google gratitude, you get the results of scientific studies. What, what are some of the research uh, researchers finding? What, what are the outcomes? What are, what are you seeing? 
Oh, well, I actually attended, believe it or not, a gratitude summit oh, that wow. was put on. <laughs> that sounds like a really a positive summit. Center. Yeah. Yeah, gratitude summit. <laughs> and uh, one particular researcher from Harvard gave a presentation about his studies into the connection between uh, grateful people and um, heart attacks. And what he, what he found is that people who have suffered a heart attack actually recover quicker and are much less likely to have another heart attack when they give thanks for hmm. the blessings in their lives as opposed to, you know, focusing on the fact that, oh, my God, I had yeah. a heart attack, you know. So, uh, so being gra- great and grateful to have survived and seeing the positive side would exactly. decrease the future heart attacks. But, but wow. now we have somebody from Harvard telling us yeah. it's true. <laughs> yeah, we knew that. Isn't that funny? But yeah, <laughs> but it, it helps and it starts to make it, I guess, I mean, it legitimizes it. Because right. like you were saying, it used to just be like a platitude. It used to be something we would just uh-huh. you know, quote out of the scriptures. Like, what does God mm-hmm. know? Now Harvard says it. Um, it <laughs> but it really is, it's powerful. Um, what other research are you seeing? I mean, I know there's, it just, I mean, sometimes too, it's not even just gratitude, it's contentment. Absolutely. And, well, for other research, uh, actually one of the leaders in the positive psychology movement has um, done studies on gratitude and depression, and when he asked people with depression to write down uh, three things each night that they were grateful for or uh, something good that had happened that day, um, after only 15 days, 95% of those people uh, said that they were less depressed, and the results were similar the results are similar to what you would have seen if you know you had prescribed them drugs yeah. or psychotherapy. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely, especially without all the yeah. side effects, right? Uh, yeah. At the yeah. end of your yeah. gratitude so. journal, you don't get a list of people saying, "And if you have irritable bowel and all these other problems, it's." I mean, it's all of a sudden it's like, "Hey, I'm being healed by just thinking about what's working." Right. Right. So yeah, in the area of psychotherapy in the area of physical health and also in uh, the workplace. Mm. Gratitude absolutely affects our happiness and productivity at work. I mean, again, intuitively, you and I would know that companies with happy workers have more productivity, but uh, there's been a Gallup study that uh, companies with happy workers have 33% higher profitability, 51% lower turnover, and um, yeah, there's a woman, a professor at the University of Michigan, who studied huge businesses like Newsweek and Reuters and Macy's, and and found that when employees who were going through personal difficulty received cards or support or expressions of appreciation, they saw themselves in the organization in much more positive light. But here, here's the really interesting statistic: is that um, those results held regardless of whether it was the employees themselves, the ones that received that hmm. uh, compassion, but or even just the people who witnessed it. it oh, wow. It up the level of yeah. collaboration and so uh, commitment. It's, it's and, kind of uh, contagious uh, then. It's kind of contagious. So if whether whether I'm thanking you and being grateful for you or someone else and you get to see that, it lifts the kind of the whole organization. That's powerful. Right, 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 right. And that could be said, yeah, that when you're happy that there is, um, 
a link to people, even people that you don't know, yeah. <laughs> increases their happiness. It's really amazing. Well, which is which is just a very subtle idea of being grateful to the bus driver and right. showing appreciation could feasibly lift others on the bus. I mean, it's yeah. how, how cool is that that you can you can start to you know pay it forward, pay it sideways, pay it up, pay it down, pay it every way exactly. you can pay it now. That's powerful. Oh, yeah. You you and I are going to feel so happy after this conversation. Well, I already do. <laughs> this is great. And you wrote the book, and, and we'll come back and get into it after this break. But um, you you guys have been writing a lot of books. What got you to the grateful life? Well, we had written, as you mentioned, uh, Living Life as a Thank You back in 2009. And I had read Attitudes of Gratitude mm. uh, a decade prior to that. And I knew that it was a tool that worked, you know, because I had lived it. And then I was given the opportunity to co-author that title. And my co-author and I uh, interviewed people from around the world, actually, and across the United States from all walks of life. And that book had a lot of anecdotes and exercises and um, ideas, you know, from interviewing people. But it was since 2009, as we talked about at the beginning, uh, that so many studies have come out. Yeah. So we really wanted to, uh, you know, we wanted to share the information about all these new studies. Mm. Well, I think you've well, done a great yeah. job. And again, the book is called The Grateful Life, The Secret to Happiness and the Science of Contentment. We're going to take a break, come back more with Nina Lesowitz after this break. And you be thinking about what you're grateful for. See if just on your drive home, if you uh, if you started listing the things you're grateful for, notice what it's doing for you. We're going to take a break, come back more on gratitude, learning the great uh, science behind it right here on The Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. little holiday celebration from you two there. Uh, today, we're talking about gratitude. Would you consider yourself to be a grateful person? Would your kids know that? Would Is there enough evidence in your life to convict you of being a grateful person? Are there enough thank yous, enough thank you cards, enough moments of appreciation? Just noticing the little things. Because apparently there are a lot of benefits to having a grateful heart, uh, and we are discussing that today with our guest, Nina uh, Nina Lisowitz is joining us, and she is teaching us from her book. She wrote a book called The Grateful Life, The Secret to Happiness and the Science of Contentment, and she is slowly, by the way, other books as well, go to Living Life as a Thank You, and What Would You Do? Yeah, hold on. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? How to Transform Fear into Courage. Great books uh, with, I think, just an incredibly wonderful message as well. You can also go to her website, thegratefullifebook.com. It's uh, basically a blog, and you can go get more ideas there as well. So, Lisa or Nina, welcome back. Thank you. We love your topic and what you're talking about. Talk to us a little bit about... Um, kind of the practice of gratitude. And 
What do we do to get it into our lives, to make it more of a habit? I mean, it sounds like certain times Thanksgiving seems like a time where we all tend to be grateful. But how do we make it more part of our life day to day? Right. Well, it's something that you really have to concentrate on. I mean, when I stray, grumbles return. So gratitude is like a muscle that you need to work out every day because it actually is easy to fixate on the negative. Neuroscientists say that, our brains have a negativity bias, mm. which is goes back. It's a self-protective characteristic from back in the days when we were scanning for threats, you know? Yeah. So we have to recognize uh, that about us and accept that and then work on breaking out of that negative feedback loop and, and, and actually work on rewiring our brains to think positively. So practicing gratitude is one of the easiest ways to do that. Because when you start, every time you think about, oh, you know, uh, uh, once again, I have to empty out the dishwasher, you know, Mm -hmm. what a drag. But instead, you give thanks for the fact that you have a dishwasher. Mm -hmm. It totally changes your mindset. Well, then I'll, yeah, then it seems like you're, you can just be present and just be grateful for what you have instead of, ugh. What exactly. You... Yeah. So, so it's something that you just you just have to kind of uh, at the time catch yourself and then offer a grateful thought. Mm. And then I do that all day. Well, and and, and I guess that, like you said, that's a muscle. That's something that we I could see. Yeah, I do it here and there. But mm-hmm. the more you do it, it seems like the more you're going to end up getting from it. In fact, one of the things you talk about is how it helps shape your purpose in life. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, well, we have this one story in the book. Um, who, I, I love that story. I actually uh, knew, found out about him through my daughter, who was attending San Diego State, and so uh, he is just a year older. So he's still in his twenties. My daughter's only twenty-three, wow. and he was walking around campus and saw that he was starting to lose his sight. So he went to the doctor. He was misdiagnosed a few times, and then finally was diagnosed with this genetic disease that caused him to lose his eyesight. Now, you know, we always think, like, what's one of the worst things that could happen? You know, yeah. I suddenly went blind. Well, this is a, a boy who actually gives thanks every day. I mean, he gives thanks for the obvious. Uh, whenever you talk to people who have gone through crises, they always give thanks for the people in their lives that are very supportive, and, and, and he does that as well. But what happened with him is that he had been a golfer, and then he joined this blind golfing tournament and uh, entered tournaments and he he is now believe it or not the national blind golfing champion wow yeah he, yeah. he does it with his father That's you know cool. so his father's with him on the course and the second thing is that he now gives talks inspirational talks to groups and so what he says is that I am actually so grateful that this happened because I was able to discover my purpose in life and also do the things that I love to do. I love to golf. I love to speak to groups of people. I mean, I get yeah, goosebumps I do talking too. about it because he just chooses to uh, look on the bright side. I, yeah. mean, I don't know how appropriate <laughs> analogy well, that is when we're... Well, yeah. No, seriously. But, but at least... but and, and to feel his way through life. It's, I almost see it like... Um, you know, you're driving down the freeway, and if you're paying attention to the signs, it makes it a lot easier to know where you're going and where you've been and where you are. If you're not mm-hmm. paying attention to the signs, 
you might just all of a sudden get surprised by one or miss one right. altogether. And it's almost like gratitude is just the practice of paying attention to the signs. And his blindness was telling him something, mm-hmm. and then it, it actually led him to this whole new purpose of life. It led him to a new purpose, and it also illustrates that it's a choice. Mm, yeah, so Everybody has a choice. We can choose to be miserable and unhappy and for the rest of our lives and uh, focus on material things, you know, that are ostensibly going to bring us happiness, or we can choose to appreciate what we already have, and we can choose to be happy. Yeah. So it's, a, it's really a choice. No, I love that. And, I mean, it, it almost seems like it's... It just is such an easy fix, isn't it, for something that could give you so much. It's really easy, but it's something that, like we said, you have to exercise it and you have to do it. You really have to make a point of doing it, and uh, you can do it with your children. It it, it can completely transform relationships. Mm -hmm. People are, are fixated on the fact that, oh, if only my significant other... Uh, did this, right. you know, he, he's blocking my happiness, or she's yeah. not making me happy, you know, I mean, if you, instead of looking at them through critical eyes, you know, just take time to look at them and think about all the things that you appreciate about mm-hmm. them. I have, a, a, I have an activity yeah. I do with my clients in one of the first meetings. I always send them home with an assignment to go identify three things a day each, that made you feel appreciated. So basically be grateful for three things that your partner did that made you feel more appreciated, more cared for, more cared for, more loved. And then um, I just have them write it on the chart. And if they want, they can talk about it. But if not, you can just see what your partner is writing. Three a day, I ask them not to repeat if they can't, if they don't have to. Mm-hmm. And then, so they're entering 21 things a week. go deeper yeah. when they can't repeat. That's right. Oh. And it forces them to have the eyes to see more. And I never thought of that as just kind of a gratitude activity. But I've seen single-handedly just identifying three things that are working. I've seen it change marriages. One, I mean, well, seriously, yeah, save marriages. Described is exactly what I'm talking about. That is exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, it works really well if you have a difficult teenager, because, you know, you tend to look at a teenager critically, like, why is she wearing yeah. her hair that way? Right. Or, you know, why is she Why is she watching TV instead of doing her homework? So, you know, uh, child psychologists will tell you just to take a step back and just just look at your child, like all the things, you know, just from the eyes of the way you marveled at her when she was a newborn, you know, oh, look at the shine of her hair Mm -hmm. or the... The beautiful, her beautiful hands or beautiful eyes, and just marvel at your child, and then you can just start fresh. Do you do you know much about the chemistry of all of this? I mean, it seems like your feelings change, your chemistry shifts. You know, Absolutely. it's like your pH balance gets Absolutely. better. Yeah, well, there's a direct um, g- direct connection between feeling grateful and uh and you know the hormones and all of the um yeah it, it there's totally the the it it brings out the same um endorphins yeah. in your brain you know oh man the, the same ones scientists have found the, the ones that reduce stress yeah and then all of a sudden so that's why it really can inoculate maybe not inoculate but it can improve and get rid of some of the pain around your trials, and yet it, it also, I mean, so it, it really is a tool you'll be able to use 
not just when everything's rosy and perfect, but if you can go find the little pieces of sunlight in the most difficult times, it'll also benefit you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in our books, we've uh, included interviews with people who have experienced some of the worst of what life can throw at you, losing a child, you know, getting a diagnosis of cancer, losing your house. Yet many of those people say that they're now happy. So, mm. And what they said is that gratitude was their lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's amazing when they gave thanks for those people who helped them get through it and rebuild their lives. They found that their lives improved. And actually, I have research, we have research in the book from uh, BYU that uh, found that people have strong ties to family, friends, or coworkers have a 50% lower risk of dying. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, over a given period than those with fewer social skills. And as we were just describing earlier, one of the best ways, uh, one of the best tools to enhance your connectivity to others is to give thanks for yeah. the role that that person plays in your life. So, Because tell me, who won't hear that? Who won't? Okay, tell me some more how great I am. I mean, yeah. everyone wants to hear that, right? So the more the more <laughs> yeah. you share that, the more you do that, you're going to have people that, that like you. You're going to endear people to you, it seems like. Right, yeah. So, yeah, in the workplace, uh, you know, it helps to build communication and collaboration with, as, with relationships. It yeah. Help, it helps marriages, everything. Well, let's yeah. do this. Let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, Nina, I'd love to get into also – just more tools, more ideas for how to have gratitude, but also how it impacts and breeds success, but also the holiday season. Is there anything special about what we should be doing during the holiday season to make sure we have that spirit of gratitude? More with Nina Lisowitz when we come back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Pentatonix, man. One of the coolest groups. That's there's no instruments. That's just that's just their beautiful voices, and some guy just beatboxing like James with less saliva. No offense, James. You like Pentatonix? Oh yeah, they're coming them. to Utah to sing. Are they? Yeah, March. Wow, I'm going to be there. I'm not. I don't know. I don't go to many concerts, but I'd like to because I'm grateful for them. Hey, uh, today we're talking about gratitude. Do you feel like you have a grateful heart? Do you feel the benefits of gratitude? Do you notice all the good that you have in your life? Because uh, there really there's so many things that you're being blessed with every single day. And if we're not seeing them, then maybe you're not even present in your life. And there's so much that we could be missing. And so our guest today is helping with this topic, The Grateful Life, The Secret to Happiness and the Science of Contentment. Nina Lisowitz is joining us. She and Mary Beth Sammons are the author of this book and other best-selling books like Living Life as a Thank You. She is. Um, she spent her professional career as a, an award-winning marketing professional who runs Spinergy Group, uh, which is a group that helps authors and corporate clients and nonprofits. But uh, Nina, we so welcome you to the show. 
Oh, thank you. I'm so appreciative to be on. And we we also just, uh, this time of year is, it seems like a really great time to maybe break out a new habit of gratitude. What are some more things we should be doing to be grateful? Yeah, well, um, during the holiday season, it seems that people are focused on what they're going to get and uh, and there's just so much pressure to buy and buy and buy. Yeah. But, you know, keep in mind that materialistic people tend to be dissatisfied with their lives. I mean, studies show that they are have lower self-esteem, they're less integrated in their community, find less meaning in life. So that's um, something you, you don't want your children, obviously, to, right. um, you know, you want to... Um, teach your children to focus on what they're grateful for. So one, a really great way to do that is to, um, sorry about that, is a really great way to do that is to uh, volunteer. So yeah. there's a direct correlation between gratitude and altruism, which is fascinating. Well, that's interesting. And it makes sense. And also, you know, I mean, I, I even came across a study that, um, there is a linear relationship between praying for the poor and increased gratitude. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just it, the graph goes directly up. So, uh, I mean, that happens probably in all likelihood because yeah. when you pray for somebody who has less than you, it you, it reminds you of how much tougher your life could be. Yeah. So, you know, one exercise is to do, you know, the movie that everybody watches every holiday season, It's a Wonderful Life? You bet, you bet. Yeah, so you can do that exercises, reflect on what your life would be like without certain blessings, mm-hmm. you know, without somebody in in your life. So, you know, it's kind of a takeaway exercise. And like Scrooge, we, we need the ghost of Christmas past and present and future. If we could see how much worse it could get or how bad it really was or how much better it could be, I mean, sometimes just a little reflection, past, present, and future— could set us right. up for a big a big understanding and insight as well. Right, absolutely. And you know, and so that so we were just talking about the Christmas holiday, but also New Year's it's really amazing because if you look at the top resolutions that Americans make every single year, yeah. the same ones over and oh, over yeah. and over again, right? right the typical right. ones are exercise more you know, manage stress better, sleep better, stay more connected to loved ones. Well, guess what? All of those benefits accrue from a gratitude practice. Hmm. So all you really need to do this New Year's is to simply resolve to give thanks and start some gratitude practices like a gratitude journal, and uh, some of these wonderful things will happen. Because under normal circumstances, only 8% of people actually carry out their New Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah. Oh, I believe it. And I mean, I just see in my own life, and maybe it makes me more grateful, but um, I see so many other people with really traumatic lives, hard stuff Mm -hmm. going on. And um it's just powerful to know that you you don't have to just have bad things happen in order to know great gratitude. You could also yeah, oh, just absolutely yes know, yes think I mean, it through. Um, I mean, I've been through some hard experiences, but you don't have exactly. That's exactly true. You don't have to have had your house burned down. 
in order to appreciate the fact that you have a roof over your head. You know, I mean, we learn from people who have been through hard times, and we learn look we learn from people who are on their deathbed. Yeah. You know, do they say, oh, I wish I had uh, attended more meetings? No. 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 That's one of the things I think that's great about this book. It's it's You've kind of written it so none of the chapters seem longer than about five pages, and the book's a little smaller than normal, like a, a regular-sized book. But mm-hmm. it's it's an easy read with stories and research and and very practical ideas and practices. You've even included great gratitude practices in there. I mean, it's simply just remembering, isn't it? We just have to figure out a way to do this long enough to make it a habit. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I do it every day throughout the day, and that's what I recommend. Like uh, another exercise is simply just when you go on a walk instead of thinking about your to-do list. I mean, think about that. We're always or in the car, wherever we are, we're always – in the, uh, the thinking into the future, I need to do this, I need to do that, uh, this has to happen. And instead, if you just focus on how good the breeze feels on your skin or how beautiful the leaves look rustling in the trees, yeah. I mean, it helps you to be in the here and now. And uh, so that gratitude is also a, a great tool mm-hmm. for helping you to just be here now. It's... Um, it. it I can just think of people saying, oh, you know, I would love to, but I am just too spent. And I sit there and you get into this concept that gratitude breeds success and then your success could breed more gratitude. Just maybe walk Mm -hmm. us through that cycle a little bit because it seems like it would actually refresh your lost energy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And also, we'll see, what I love about it is that it is so simple. It's not something, we're not asking these people who are working and raising children to go and join an organization right. or to meditate for five hours a day. You know, it's just, it's simply just something that you train your mind to do. It's very, very simple. And absolutely, we have interviewed numerous people that found that once they really started looking at life through an attitude of gratitude, they started, uh, things started uh, coming to them. And I mean, Sarah Van Brechtnath, the author of Simple Abundance, Mm -hmm. says, you simply will not be the same person two months from now after consciously giving thanks each day for the abundance that exists in your life. And you will have set in motion an ancient spiritual law. The more you have and are grateful for, the more will be given you. And I think you can find quotes like that from many, many wise people throughout history. And it's just it makes sense. It's, uh, more will be given to you. It's, it's what is abundance? I mean, there are people who are happy that have nothing, that live in sure. third world countries, and they actually uh, feel a deep sense of uh, satisfaction and happiness just from giving away what little that they have. See, that's, I guess yeah. that's it, because we always think of abundance as tangible and things, and maybe the key to this, and a lot of the great wisdom thinkers of the world were more about giving away your stuff, you know, the need to have less, and and, right. and instead, the, so you lose it in order to find yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, gratitude's I mean, a way that, of losing you know, it. That four-bedroom house, 
uh, and the white picket fence is is not the American oh, dream if no. the people that are living in it aren't happy. That's right. That's right. And the, the 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 quickest and easiest way to become happy is to appreciate what you have. That's right. Yeah. Count your blessings, huh? Count your blessings, exactly. Hey, Nina, give exactly. us, uh, we always like to kind of wrap up with just what we would kind of call the one thing. So if there was one thing we should do or focus on or remember because of your interview, what would you say is that one thing that makes the biggest difference when it comes to gratitude? Well, let's see. You know, it's said that it's impossible to be grateful and unhappy or in fear at the same time. So Mm -hmm. when you start to feel negativity or anger or disappointment or just just general, I mean, I, I oftentimes get irritated or annoyed, then you just think about what you're grateful for, and you'll feel all that that negative energy just begin to dissipate. Yeah. It will just put you in a completely different mindset and energy level. It really works. Oh, it does. It really does work. And 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 it and it and it doesn't just work. It works to make you work better. It makes you better. It heals you. Mhm. Heals you and you'll live longer. Yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> and it, yeah, you'll heal faster. Everything. There's yeah. just so many benefits. Well, we appreciate you and uh, the great work you've done on the book. And also, hey, tell Mary Beth Salmons as well. You guys, I you, will. you got to keep it up. Keep it up. Keep putting Thank out these books so, so we can learn. Uh, appreciate great. you. Again, everybody, go to the website, thegratefullifebook.com. You can go buy the book, I'm sure, anywhere. The Grateful Life, The Secret to Happiness, and The Science of Contentment. We're going to take a break, my friends, and come back, uh, do a little Coach's Corner, talk a little bit more about gratitude and finding peace. You know, it's there. It's just so elusive. Yeah, you got to get rid of all the junk and get down to the peace. We'll take a break. More after this break right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to the Coach's Corner. Hey, by the way, speaking of Coach's Corner, BYU lost last night. You have to remind us of this. come on. Isn't that amazing? But they lost to the University of Utah, which everybody hates. But here's what I think, being a Utah. Well, that's pretty cool. here, maybe They're, not everybody no, no. at the U. And not, not in listener land. But Utah's ranked 13th. Yeah. True, true. So yeah. it's good. They came very close. They are a good team, yes. And BYU had them. They had them on the ropes until maybe halftime. In, maybe in the first half. Yeah. I think it would be hard to go to halftime. Because I noticed, because we are just right now coming out of halftime of the show. True. And a lot of times during halftime, James, you know, turns into a different guy. Mm. You know what I mean? Pulls out the chips. Well, he's got to go get the drink. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, halftime. We call it the drink. Mm-hmm. He, but he's a different guy. It's a special concoction. Sometimes he, he comes up. back with like a little attitude. <laughs> you know what I mean, James? Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> Like that right there. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. The attitude. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, so it's here's what I wanted to talk about, and uh, let me yeah. guess. Let me get what? the attitude of gratitude. Negative. Oh, okay, good. Oh. But that's that's a great alliteration. Thank you. I well, want to talk. It's a rhyme, actually. Okay. But okay, uh, it, is, it is a rhyme. It is a rhyme. It's it's a uh, it's the attitude of peaceitude. That's a really good rhyme. <clears throat> yeah. Attitude of peaceitude. <laughs> it's. A lot of people haven't heard of it. Yeah, I know. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but what is amazing, we live in this advanced world with many of the greatest, most incredible blessings on earth. Amen. We have jobs, some even that don't have they, – they have opportunity. They have mm-hmm. support. Mm-hmm. And even if – they're really struggling. They still, you know, in certain cultures many, many moons ago, if you had a mental health issue, you would have been thought to be a witch. Ostracized, and you would have been burned out. at the stake mm-hmm. and you would have been – so overall, we're very blessed, right? Yes. And yet, we don't feel peace. People can't relax. And a, and a great example of that was what we talked about yesterday. <laughs> With the buried alive or eating uh, alive, the snake, the guy that oh, was yeah. eaten alive. Yes, I mean the stuff that people wrote about that. Like you ruined my day. Yes, because you weren't eaten alive. Yeah, the public outrage. Like, yeah, I wasted so much time because you promised me some human would be eaten alive, <laughs> and nobody was eaten alive. And I'm disgusted. Well, these are the people who should have been around in the times of the Roman Colosseum. They could have sure. seen the people getting loved eaten it. by the lions. Now, here's the point of all of this. The reason you're probably mad isn't because uh, Discovery didn't deliver. You are mad because you watch that crud. And then when that crud disappoints you, two hours you waited for them to find a snake, even though it was bagged in the back of a truck waiting for the shot or whatever. But you, I think most of us are actually not mad at what we complain about. We are mad that we're mad. Hmm, okay. You live in the most blessed time on earth and you're complaining because Discovery didn't follow through on eating a man alive. Come on! going off here that's just crazy now here's why i say this do you know how many people i have come in tell me telling me how messed up and angry they are at somebody in their family and they know that that someone in their family is so messed up and i'm like so you're let me get this straight you are angry because somebody in your family that you know is messed up keeps messing your life up and you keep being angry is it possible you're really angry, not because of them, but because you keep reacting to someone that you know is messed up? I think in the end, the number one thing that steals our peace is us. We steal it. If you're going to let Discovery Channel and their lack of having a man eaten by a snake, if that's going to tip you over, guess what? You, that's, it's you. Yeah. That has nothing to do with Discovery. I know when if I find when I've lost it at home or something like that, it's it's my reaction. It's not what other people have done. I, I say it's other what other people have done, but it's my reaction to That's what right. they've done, not 
what they've done. And we that's called self-deception. Self-deception is the minute you make it seem like it's someone mm-hmm. else's fault. And the minute you do that, you are messed because now all of a sudden you're telling me – I think personally, if you were going to dedicate two hours to see a snake eat a man, that's what you're mad about. You need a life. You, I mean, I get it. Okay, we'll we'll go we'll go to Netflix. Come on, Discovery. We'll watch had, that. They had the bait and switch there. Come on. Well, sure, sure. But get in line. <laughs> but again, you're the one that still has a life that that's hinging. Your happiness is going to hinge on that going down. And it's not that. It's going to be did UPS deliver the package on time? Right. And if it wasn't that, did Walmart get the right order to you? And if it wasn't that, was it the next thing? It wasn't that they didn't have the right size. If it wasn't that, it was at some point we've just got to start to decide that peace is up to us. And if you're not having peace in your life, quit blaming everyone else. It's because you're in pieces. That's the problem. You aren't – you don't have – this sounds weird. You're not integrated. You're not whole. Hmm. You're not complete. You're now trying to like make yourself feel better. By watching a guy get eaten by a snake when really you should have been on the ground playing with your own kids, snake, and eating snake man. There you go. And if you had been playing with your own kids instead of yelling and watching some other guy live the dream of his life to be eaten by a snake, you may not have been as angry about it. Or maybe it wasn't snake and playing with your kids. Maybe it was getting off your duff and going and taking care of the Christmas tree lights that you keep thinking, I need to go Stop do those Christmas trees. blaming me for the Christmas tree, okay? That's it. See? That's it. Or you, what, you may know in your heart your wife has begged you to return the ladder. Return the ladder to the neighbors. And you, you could just do that. This is why I have my own ladder. See? I've never bought my own ladder. I just <laughs> borrowed my neighbors. And I think the only one that matter, the only one it really cares to that it gets back immediately is my wife. Mm-hmm. My neighbor's cool with it. But if my wife, if it bugs my wife every time she pulls in and every time when I walk by, I think, I ought to take that back. Why don't I just take it back? That's a good question. Or instead, we just go inside and we watch Snake Man. Because it's warm inside. You don't want to go outside. (laughs) So that's our dilemma. If in my heart I'm being told I should do something, I better go do it. And if you don't go do it and your conscience is telling you to do something and you're never going to do it, then guess what? You don't get any peace. You don't get peace without paying the piper, right? So you got to do what you're being prompted to do. And if you do what you're prompted to do, amazing things happen like peace. Or you can make up some horrible story about how the world is out to get you and James is rude. You got to stop telling yourself that story, man. I know. Because you're not rude. No. I'm an angel. You are. An, you really are an angel. And I'm grateful for you, James. Thank you. I'm grateful for you. And I'm grateful for Sean, who's always talking and no one can understand what he's saying because <laughs> we're doing a radio show. What were you saying, Sean? Nothing. Just sign language doesn't work very well in radio. No. Right. What we need – can I just suggest we start – we just open a chat box and let's just start chatting and you could just write it and then you bring your laptop in. Anyway, just a technology advancement. Okay. So do you guys get my point? Peace comes from following promptings and living principles. Peace does not come from discover channel, discovery channel. Is that what it's called? But it's also got to come from you. Well. Right. But yeah, but peace would come from you following the promptings. Right. And you right. living the principles. Right. Yeah. It does not come from someone else. No. So the minute you know that someone else has to change for you to feel peace, guess what? 
you're already on the wrong track. And you're probably going to be disappointed. And they and you probably – the guy won't be eaten. Isn't that funny? <laughs> we, it's a pretty good metaphor actually because we're all hoping that some guy's going to get eaten by a snake. In reality, the only one that needs to be eaten by the snake for peace is you. Well, and 50 million other viewers that were <laughs> – That's right. Right. Complaining so again, I love Twitter. Discovery. I think they're a great station, but they're not our problem. Nor no. is no. Nor is your cable company. Nor is your big box store. Nor is your mother, your mother-in-law, your father, your father-in-law. Nor the knife salesman that made you buy knives that made your girlfriend lose her fingers. If you're Michaela, <sighs> my rant is over. We're going to take a break, my friends. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking to some of our good friends from thehappygal.com. Jenny Layton will be on the phone. She's going to be talking about how we can get out of the holiday blues. The holiday blues. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, friends, to the Matt Townsend Show. Mm. This is some good tunage by Wham! Do you remember Whammo? Yes. They were the original makers of the, or were the, were the Frisbee originally. The Whammo! Yeah, do you remember? It was actually invented by somebody else who sold it to Whammo, but they also had uh, a a little thing called Wheelo. Oh, Wheelo. Do you remember that? No. What's a, a wheel? Of? It was a little metal thing that had a wheel that had two magnets on the side, and it would attach to this device, that would, oh, and you could yeah. just go back yeah. and forth no, with I the wheel. No, I had that. Yeah. I did that. Hmm? That was exhausting. It was. I did it for hours. You know, that's what's so funny is back then you could take a game where you could just spin a wheel, and you could play with it for years. I did. I know. And these kids have oh, all this technology it. where they can go and shoot and kill and hunt somebody down and they're like I'm bored. Yeah, I don't want to play this anymore. But then you if you just said, "Well, let me get the wheel low." They would say, "What? By the way, have you seen these um uh I call uh, kandamas? Have you seen the kandamas? What is that? No. I call them Barack Obamas. It's a kandama <laughs> is like it's a peg Wood a stick that has a string on it and a ball and you have oh, to yeah. peg them okay. yes, and you I've catch it on these yes. cups. So all the it's the rage, right? All these kids are using mm-hmm. kandamas, ah. and so, which is really it's kind of going back. It just reminds me of the old days of the dreidel and the the little paddle ball thing. Yeah. Oh yes, very simple toys now. I could never do the paddle ball. Neither can I. I couldn't do it. I still I lost a tooth. <laughs> um, not really. Hey, we better get Jenny on here. Jenny Layton is on the phone with us, and she's the creator of The Happy Gal, which is a blog. It's not only just it's – it's a woman named Jenny who's The Happy Gal, and it's a blog that she writes. She's the author also of a newly released cookbook, Healthy Eating, The Happy Gal Way, and she's a coach, a speaker, a blogger. She does it all. She's the legend. Jenny Layton, welcome to The Matt Townsend Show. Hi, Matt. Thanks. How are you? Good. I like hearing that I'm a legend. You are a legend. I hadn't. I'm going to add that to my my biography. In fact, let's do that. Let's <laughs> just make resume. it official. According to the Matt Townsend Show, legend. Okay. Uh, we, if you want, I could also make it a legend of the galaxy. Okay. Okay. I'm just adding that of the galaxy. <laughs> that I'll way, 
Uh, I don't usually have this power, but ever since I've worked with BYU, I seem to. Well, you are the man to know then. Yes. Let's see where that gets you. Hey, um, here's the deal. Now, I need your help, Jenny, because okay. your okay. blog is called The Happy Gal. Mm-hmm. But I'm noticing a lot of the people on this earth have the blues. Yeah. They're kind of not happy. Well, yeah, that's why my blog so needed. That's why it's, everybody needs to log on. You know what? Totally. Yeah. And what's great about your blog, by the way, um, it's not just like the pomegranate salad or the <laughs> healthy. On my blog. I know. I'm on it right now. Uh, or the peppermint brownies. Um, it's not that. It's not the artichoke dip. By the way, these are all things we have not tried. But they're all good. They sound delicious. And they're healthy. And they sound really healthy. But <laughs> it's also, so you also kind of, you coach as well. You you know how to get into our heads and make us think better, feel better physically. But it's not just about food. It's about getting our head in the right place. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love getting into your head, Matt. Actually, oh. it's a little scary sometimes. You know what? But... Getting in is very easy. It's getting out. It's getting out, Jenny. That's going to be impossible. (laughs) I'm going to run now. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of scary. Talk about, uh, I know you've put together some tips for us for how to make sure we can, you know, kind of either dance around the blues or get rid of the blues this holiday season. Well, isn't it interesting that during the most joyful, exciting time of the year, the blues can set in for a lot of people. And really, as I thought about it, it's it's kind of the perfect storm because you've got a time of year that you have a lot of expectations for. You know, you decorate your house and you have a lot of places to go and you want to get together with everyone you know and you want to give a gift to everybody you know and you're spending more money than you've spent almost the entire year. Right. That That is a lot of strain. And so that's a recipe for getting um, a little out of sorts, and and it can translate into the blues if you don't get on top of it. So, yeah, I think it's a good idea to talk about a few things that can help you work through that so it doesn't turn into um, a really ruining the season for you. What do I mean, that's weird, too, just because our season, it's the schedules are changed. Everything's changed. So things we used to do that maybe kept us sane during the year also end up changing as well. Mm -hmm. Everything's kind of out the window. And so... One of the things I teach when I coach, and and it's really a big part of what I do, is you have to be really proactive in your life, in designing your life how you want it to be. That might sound a little heavy for the holiday season, but because everything does get out of whack, didn't you just talk about something about whack? Yeah, wacko, (laughs) whammo. Things are getting wacko. Wacko something else. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we we talked about whammo. We might feel like we got hit by a whammo. Yeah. because things get so crazy, we really do have to be proactive in designing the holidays to be how we want them to be. And that includes trying to create some sort of structure and, and, um, I guess, familiarity with what we do during the rest of the year. So one of the big things that I like to talk about is just making sure that you're still taking care of yourself physically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I know you love to talk about. No, I do. Nothing makes me feel more guilty than this discussion. (laughs) No, but it's it's on the show. But it's totally true because, you know, once the body's going, everything goes. Well, haven't you know? I mean, I know for me, I've noticed that when I'm tired, I'm so much more irritable or emotional. No, I've noticed that about you, Jen. I've noticed that. <laughs> and all that and all that time we've spent together. Yeah. Or if you aren't eating well, it just seems like it's this downward spiral where you don't want to exercise and you've got all of that going on with the holidays, with all the parties and all the activity and the shopping and all the late nights with the decorating, all the things you have to do. It yeah. just is a perfect 
formula for not taking good care of yourself. And then it's really easy when your body's down to have your mind go with it. <laughs> and sometimes the mind goes first. And then the body goes, but you're right because, uh, the body too, um, then you got all this junk food and every time our doorbell rings, it's another neighbor trying to poison us with junk. (laughs) And then I feel bad for them. They knew you were saying that. Yeah, I know. Now that now they're going to stop. Well, but what I, but what I do is I eat it for them because (laughs) they just, they spent time making me this, I don't know, this caramel corn. Yeah. I don't want them to feel bad, so I'm just, I'll eat it. Well, that actually leads me to another point. Oh, boy. Do you want to hear it? I guess. What <laughs> is it? We're going to shift away from the physical. Okay. Does that, does that feel a little better? Yeah, that, I, I'm, it's feeling better already. It depends where we go next. Well, it's a little easier. It's design your holidays to be what you want them to be, yeah. you know? And in, in that, and, and a big thing that I think with that is, not doing things for other people because of the expectations that they have of you, but yeah. like eating the caramel popcorn. <laughs> right, right. But or not going to all of the parties you feel like you have to be at or giving all of the gifts that you feel like you have to give because that creates so much pressure, maybe more than you can handle. And at the end of it, when the party's over, the host may or may not have really, it, it may have not broken, made or break the party to have you be there. Right. Really, you know, put you behind or exhausted you, then you need to take care of yourself first. Well, and, and that's 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 it. That's a great idea because you can either you can still you can just choose to not go, or you mm-hmm. could go with a lot lower expectation. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to bring five things, and so I'm going to just say I can come, but I really don't have any time to bring anything. So. Do you want me to just bring something easy? I mean, there's a million different levels yeah. of this, isn't there? And you can make you it can fit. Just pick something up at the store if you need to, yeah. or yeah, or just re-gift. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I'm an organizer, and I think that's really good. If you've yeah. got a gift, you can't use. <laughs> yeah, pass it on, recycle. Yep. I, yeah, I like I, I like that idea. What do you What do you do? Um, because some of this is just so there's there's a lot of weird guilt because you know. The, Mom's not going to be around too much longer, so we better go all out. And then, you know, lo and behold, mom hangs on for another 18 years. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, there's just so Which much. It's a good thing. Yeah, it is. It's a great thing. But <laughs> we, we always have all of these reasons and this reasoning that we use as to why we are doing what we're doing. And it almost seems like it keeps us trapped. Our own thinking keeps us trapped, doesn't it? Right. For sure, yeah. And so it's just so helpful, I think, if you're just really real with yourself and say, you know, this is what I can do. This is what's going to bring me value. This is what's going to help me celebrate. And that's what you need to focus on because, again, you'll just continue paying the price down the road the next day or into the next week if you push yourself too much further than you need to go. Yeah. What's your? you have another point? What's your last point for this? I've got another point. What is it? You've always got points. I know. They, they just never stop. They're good. Here's, here, it's just getting better and better. So the, the last point that I want to share is just to recognize that if you're feeling blue or a little depressed or um, under the weather or whatever, you're not the only one that's feeling that way. Yeah. So I, sometimes when I get a little down, I start to get kind of hard on myself for, for feeling that way and thinking I shouldn't be feeling that way. And it's really easy to compare yourself, like what you, you're viewing as your worst, to compare it to somebody else's best yeah. and, and think, what's the matter with me? And I've just noticed that 
that becomes a self-perpetuating cycle where I feel worse and worse about myself. And and so really the key there is to recognize that everyone's going to have a couple of days that they feel kind of off, you know, during the holidays. So And allow it yourself. to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and, give yourself that and, break. And sometimes, too, it could just be seasonal. It could just be, I mean, there's a lot of memories around this. I know we'll talk about that in the next break, but there's a lot of memories around these mm-hmm. holidays and for some, the memories aren't positive. There's some negative mm-hmm. stuff. There's a lot of expectations that haven't been there. So I love that idea that just know you're not alone and mm-hmm. maybe make sure that, you know, you, if you need to, you could talk to people or just recognize that, you know, it's a blue. The blues go away. Yeah, they do. And I like that you said, too, just, you know, experience those feelings because sometimes the holidays will trigger emotions that need to be sorted yeah, through. right. And so there's this book. I don't know if you've heard of it. Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. Yes. Have you ever heard of that? I have. So I think as those feelings start to resurrect during the Christmas season, if you don't address them, then and you shove them back in, guess what's going to pop up the next holiday yeah, season? That's right. And so it, it can be painful. It can be hard. But it's also the way of life to deal with things. And, and then hopefully you can have a better holiday season the next year. I love it. And then like our earlier guest talked about gratitude, we could go find some gratitude around it as well. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. stuff. Well, let's take a break. We're again talking with Jenny Layton from the from the website thehappygal.com. Uh, go check out her her site. Tons of great stuff there. Along with you can get her book, her 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 uh, cookbook. And we've tried a couple of the things, um, but apparently, I just figured this out that anybody can cook and use her recipes. We always think that it's like Jenny needs to make it and bring it into us, but. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. I just I just thought you could go make some of the stuff and bring it in. I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny Layton. More with Jenny when we come back. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Boy, Brenda Lee, tell me that song doesn't bring back memories. Right there. Okay, what's the show? What's the movie you think of? One movie with this song. Sean O'Neill. With this song? Yeah. Uh, Is it a Christmas vacation? Yes. And he's pulling strings and making Mm -hmm. people dance in front of his house. Yep. Good times. There's probably people that have memories of Brenda Lee singing this live. Oh, I bet they do. They're just not with us. <laughs> I don't not know where in this room, are. anyway. How old? How old is Brenda Lee? How, when, what, I have is this no 50s? idea. This is probably sixties. I would think it's fifties. Good stuff, my friends. Hey, on the phone. Speaking of memories, there's not a better memory than Jenny Layton bringing us food that one time. I okay. I have to correct that memory. Really? It was Sarah that brought you food. Oh, I thought you guys were the same person. Oh, Matt. No, we cleared that up. Are we back to that again? That's right. You've never brought us food. Well, one time I was going to, yeah, but I burned it. Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Oh, that, I which was sad. It? That was sad. One time I was going to fly to the moon. Uh, yeah, no, you weren't. But then I burnt it. 
No, but you know what I think needs to happen? Buy your cookbook. That's what. Well, I think you need to make me something from my cookbook, and I'll let you know how you did. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> you know what, Jenny? You would not want that. I think I would. I, I'm ga- I'm, I'm, I have courage. I'm brave. It might take more like an antibiotic. <laughs> I'm not I'm sure. Try. It's all good. <laughs> At least an antacid. You know what we ought to do? I- I'm going to challenge Sean to make you something. Oh, that's that's generous of you, Matt. For all of us. How do you feel about that, Sean? <laughs> Thanks for volunteering me. <laughs> but Sh- Sean's actually. I, f- I feel like I'm at home. Sean's a chef. <laughs> Are you, Sean? I-, I do love to cook, yes. Actually, I remember a quinoa conversation we had once, so yes. I believe and, it. And Sarah, Sarah brought some quinoa cakes, actually. Yeah, let's move on. They were fabulous. We're talking now, about quinoa. Oh, I do have a question, though, yeah. because since I am a cook, I, you're, re, you're revising your cookbook, aren't you, Jenny? I just did. Uh-huh. So the second edition's out now. What, oh, cool. What, what's different about it, the second edition? Did we add another recipe? or? Well, I, I took some recipes out because they're too I hard. First Made, no, they actually weren't very healthy. Ironically. Ah. I mean, they were low-cal, but they had lots of um, prepackaged foods in them. Yep. And so just as I've gotten, as I've learned more, I pulled those out and put in more natural-type things. So so we find this cookbook, if you go to thehappygal.com, on the mm-hmm. website you will find, if you go to her store, you'll find her book. I mean, her cookbook. There's- there's also a little icon right underneath my picture. So you, you can, can also go to the icon. Uh, you can go to the store. Um, it's 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 a revised cookbook. It's not it's not it's it's the second edition. Minus it's even better. It's better. I think it's new yeah. and improved. <laughs> Here's the deal, Jenny. Um, memories. We were talking about memories. That's one thing that makes us happy, and yet um, a lot of times. The memories kind of fade, or we don't we don't kind of keep traditions up, or we get you know we're too caught up in getting the party started that we don't yeah. actually have time to remember how great this is. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this. But I'm actually going to talk about before we get to Christmassy. I wanted to talk about just how I tend to manage my life in general and mm. how it kind of ties into how to manage Christmas when it comes to what's most important to you and those memories. Cool, yeah. So so for me, I just am really invested in having a great life. I mean, that's the name of my blog, and I just feel so good when things are going well, and I like to just have life flow well and um, have my priorities in, in balance and, and in check. And so to be able to live that way, it takes a tremendous amount of effort unless I use a certain model, which is to just create systems so that I can eat healthy and I have systems that help me make sure I always have the right food in my fridge and, you know, I can exercise because I have the right system set up so that I wake up at the right time and and it's a habit. Yeah. And so a system is just a really good way to get what you want. And so I was thinking about memories and, and really traditions are kind of like a system, you know, it's it's kind of like a vehicle that you set up and you're really proactive and conscious about setting that up and designing that so that you can have the experiences each Christmas that you want to have. And you can really focus it on the memories and the things that mean the most to you so that you're not just kind of showing up at everything and, and trying to go through the motions to do everything when really they're not bringing you that much satisfaction and joy and, and in turn they're also requiring a lot of time and effort from right, you. Right, that's Does great. That make sense? Yeah, totally. 
Yeah. And then systems save you because once you've created the system, you can just default to do it this way and to do it this exactly. way. I, I have a system for how I find my keys. Do Amazingly, you? whenever I put my keys into the system, which we call a basket <laughs> by the door. They're there waiting for you. Every single time. <laughs> Very few times have my keys walked off without me. But systems make life easier, right? They do. I always say if you work the system, the system will work for you. That's right. So if you plan a tradition, the tradition will give you what you're wanting in Christmas because um, that's a real anchor to a lot of good memories. Right. So kind of like what we talked about at the beginning of the segment where if you are proactive about designing the kind of Christmas you want, design the kind of traditions you want. Um, You just have a limited amount of time and energy and resources. So to try to do everything, you're not going to really be present and there for the things that mean the most. Right. So be really selective about the traditions that mean the most to you and make those ones happen. Well, and that's, again, all of a sudden you, inside of that one tradition that you'll only really do every year, once a year, you know, um, Mm -hmm. you've tied yourself to the memories, all the memories past. So how cool is that, that you just have to, you know, do that one tree lighting or whatever that one thing is that you love every year you're not just connecting and doing it today. You're also tying you to a history and maybe your parents and your grandparents. It's a pretty powerful thing. It is. And I think those memories and things that, like you just said, they grow exponentially. You know, there's yeah. a lot more impact from that one thing than there would be if it was just, uh, we'll give this a try and never do it again. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I mean, and yeah. that's, and that's, and then, I mean, it seems like, though, that's, again, easier said than done, too, because sometimes we just keep, I mean, I don't know. I didn't grow up with an elf on the shelf, mm-hmm. but they're everywhere now. <laughs> and what's amazing, have we have one. And mm-hmm. my wife, we had mice uh, also. My wife, Like real mice? Yeah, we had real mice. And my wife was freaking out every day. And <laughs> now we have a little man, an elf <laughs> on a shelf that's apparently walking all over his ha- our house. We found him yeah. in one of our sticky traps yesterday. <laughs> but my wife doesn't seem to care about the elf on the shelf, but she was uh-huh. dying over the mice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but, but that's a new tradition. So yeah. all of the, every year, if every year I am told a new tradition and I've got to start a new tradition, how do I start getting rid of traditions? Well, you're right. There's going to be too many of them that add up. So let me share what we did this year that I think worked really well. And this was another the second point that I cool. wanted to share was to get the family involved with deciding which traditions you're going to do. So I had in my mind as the mother, okay, this is what's going to really be powerful and fun. And we sat down. um, In past, I've talked about family meetings or family councils Uh or having those regular family meetings. So we sat down in one of those meetings in November, and I asked the kids, what would you like to do this Christmas? And I was so surprised with the things that they said that we have done in past years that I would never have thought of doing. Hmm. But I was so glad for that feedback, because if I'm going to spend my time and effort doing a tradition, I want it to mean something to everyone and not yeah. just be something that I think is good. And they're going to and they and they remembered them and they want to go back to those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are, are you guys then, still going to the ultimate fight events? <laughs> yep. OK, first, good. That's a great tradition. I mean, a lot of Saturday people in December. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you guys still doing the shooting range? Because nothing says Christmas like fighting and shooting. That's so, great. No, that's yeah. neat. That's that's that, has a happy That's what's great about it. the happy gal. 
Well, but, and we did fit in Temple Square, so that was one of them. Yeah, so you can go down and sit, yeah, on the on the drive to the fight, so you can go by the <laughs> Temple Square, out check out bit. the lights. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that, that's you're so eclectic. You're so you're like the Renaissance woman. I, I like to be versatile. I you are guessing totally. So, um, but that's cool, and it's also cool that your kids even remember traditions. Like, I think if I asked, I don't know, my kids, I'm afraid if I said, so what was your favorite thing we did last year? Oh, I'm, I they'd look at me like, did I, we do anything? <laughs> iPod. Oh yeah. iPad, iPhone. Yeah. You know, and that's the that's kind of the thing too is you're picking your traditions. I think too is to look back as a child at what you remember. Right. Because your kids are going to have those too. Yeah, they will. And if you pick those, chances are those are the same kind of things the kids are going to remember. Yeah. And so you can repeat those ones, and they'll mean a lot. And that's cool because if your kids only remember certain ones, then why are we doing all of them? I, exactly. So that's the whole design your holiday, you know, and less is more. That's great. So after you decide what you're going to do, there's this third step that's just critical. It's probably not going to surprise you what I'm going to say. Can you guess? Um, group hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's step four. Uh, I bet you're going to say, you're going to, you're probably going to say like organize it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Put well, it in a planner. That's, that's not the word. Well, you just got it. You got to plan it. Ah. Blasted. No, but that's true. What good is it gotta, if you're not I planning it? say it. Yeah, say you it. Plan Just say it. Fail to plan, and you plan to? Fail. Yeah. Yeah. So so that was interesting, too. After my family listed what they wanted to do, I had to go through and say, okay, what, what do we eliminate? What can we realistically do? And when are we going to do it? And so I put it in my planner, and or sorry, I don't have a planner anymore. No. I put it in my phone. Yeah. I've got to catch up to the to The, the new technology. Here. Yeah. I put it in my phone, and it's just been so great because it's kept us doing those things that otherwise, you know, kids have a lot of homework. I might have a busy day and not want to take the time to prepare for the tradition. But because it was in there and the family discussed it, I had a lot more incentive to follow through with that. Right. No, but that's – and, again, I love it. You um, you're Keeping it simple, mm-hmm. connecting it to real memories, real, you know, real feelings, real healthy connections to what we're doing let the kids decide and then get a plan but then keep the plan fairly simple you don't need to have 20 steps to your plan Mm -mm. just get it in the calendar i think it's a big thing and then look over your calendar so you know when it's coming up that's great yeah that's easy so our last one i have to tell you this was kind of funny i have all these little girls so i have a couple older kids and then i have three little girls yeah and we decided to do a family christmas party with just our family, which is a novel idea because you're going everywhere all the time. But to do, do a little family Christmas party uh-huh. is a new concept. So we did white elephant gifts, and I planned these minute-to-win-it games. Uh. Those kids, okay, they were so excited. Yeah. Every game ended in tears with all three of my little girls. <laughs> either they didn't win yeah. or they didn't get to go first. So my husband started calling it minute to lose it. <laughs> there goes the spirit of the season. Yeah, but they want to do it again. They're do they? talking about next year. Yeah. Maybe you ought to divide them up on teams and put, I mean, actually put all those three on one team. <laughs> so they so that, what, never go for <laughs> Right, but then let them always win. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. Isn't it? it. And it's the season for the kids, and yet, too, then that's what's funny. They'll throw a curve into anything, right? This curveball. You didn't know you'd be having to deal with their fights and their pains and their, you just thought you were having a party. 
Well, but it's all wrapped up in the memories, too, because don't you think in the years to come, you're going yeah. to remember when we first started doing these and these yeah. girls all cried the whole time. That's right. That's how so. that's how most of my kids' memories are. Do you remember when you hit me at the zoo? <laughs> Do you remember yeah. when you threw that ball at me at the park? Yeah. Or those vacations that just yeah. went so bad. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the thing with the memories. But that's 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 real life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there's some great tips on designing your Christmas season. and. Well, you did you it. You know? That was easy. Yeah. Beating the blues and preserving the memories. Well, we appreciate you. And, again, I've just been, during this segment, I've been looking all over your blog. You have got... You might want to look at your blog. You've got some great stuff there. <laughs> Can I tell about one really fun thing we've got sure. coming up? Sure. This is really cool. You know, I talk about being healthy. Yeah. That's not always easy to do. No, it's and not. So Sometimes it's not even new. worth doing. It, it is. Okay, it, it is. is. I meant it is. Good. That's what I meant. Brand new, hot off the press. This is the first announcement I've made. Your listeners. Here we go. What is it? Getting it first. Sweet. In a few days, underneath my picture on yeah. the blog, I'm going to have a a logo that says Body Love, and it's a new program that I'm starting in January mm. that's going to be a live program for local Utah residents that I'm going to, with my Happy Gal Fitness specialist, um, we're going to teach nutrition and fitness and then the emotional sweet of how you feel about your body and your relationship with your body. It's going to be really great. That sounds awesome. So, and yeah, if so. you if you need a body, <laughs> I've got one. Well, the program's for women, but oh. I will make an exception for you yeah. if you want to come. Oh, no. That's <laughs> the last thing I need. Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> the, look at the guy in the middle. How come he's not moving? No, yeah. that that actually sounds like a great program. We all could yeah. use that. It's going to be great. Well, we appreciate you, Jenny Layton. And again, everybody go to check out the website, thehappygal.com. Look at her blog. Good stuff there. And sign up for the body program in January. Appreciate you, Jenny. We're going to take a break, come back, wrap this show up, introduce one of our new uh, members of our team. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We're wrapping up the show. A uh, little note for the producers. Uh, let's make sure Alyssa doesn't have any more sugar today. Alyssa is, uh, she's lit up. She's on fuego. Uh, she's actually frothing at the mouth and jumping around. But uh, on the show, you know, we're on top of the world. Top of the world. And here's the deal. We, for some reason, we tend to burn people out. I don't know what that means. That sounds bad. Uh, Maddie, um, we burned out. She's got a boyfriend. Boom. James, not a burnout. Going strong. Going strong. Going so strong. Yeah. Yeah. Yun Milakovic, going way strong. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Pond. He's in gag to be marred. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, that's BYU talk for engaged to be married. He's really not. But he bought his girlfriend an iPad, so you know it's getting serious. Oh, really serious. Um, and then uh, Merritt's, Merritt's going to grad school. I'm going to miss her. But she's not going for a while, so maybe we got married for a while. But we have a brand new one. 
We call him a pup. I'm a pup. But he's he's awesome. Brennan Jernigan. Jernigan? Jernigan. <laughs> How do you say Jernigan? Jernigan, yeah. Let's go with Jernigan. Okay. You Let's call your name the way it is. Jernigan. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. Brennan, where are you from? Brennan's brand new. Brand new. I'm from Sedona, Arizona. Sedona, Arizona. And uh, you're studying what at BYU? I'm a master's of public administration student. Oh, boy. You're going to yeah. work with the government? Um, maybe. Pro- more likely nonprofit. Attaboy. Yeah. Um, here's the deal, Brennan. Um, by the way, Brennan's single. That's right. Looking for love. Always. Um. Brennan's been here about a month. Is that right? This is your first time on air. We've the first time we've let you on the air. The first time. Do you know that Merritt, the first time Merritt came on, the very first day she was here, she got on the air. Nice. We didn't want her to, but she (laughs) grabbed a mic and she started singing. Do you remember that, Merritt? Sure. Makes you cry. (laughs) But, uh, Brennan, we welcome you to the show. We're excited to have you. Happy to be here. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes because you, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people end up. Block. Well, you know, and it's, we're, we, you can't make any mistakes here. Uh, okay. Just you really don't can't. start singing. And don't sing. And gotcha. don't grab the mic. And uh, did they tell you not to look Sean in the eyes? Not to look Sean in the Do eyes? Do not look Sean in the eyes. Okay. He hates that. Don't look at him. <laughs> anyway, Brennan, welcome to the show. Good to have you here. You, uh, we, our first assignment for you was to do a recap of today's show. Yes. What have you got? What did you see? What did you learn? What did you like? All right. Yeah. I'll just start with like the biggest takeaway from me that I just loved um, yeah. about this. And it was, it was actually kind of a revelation for me because I've kind of been one of these people. Sometimes I hear about gratitude and sometimes yeah. it makes me a little angry, icky feeling <laughs> y- y- because sometimes I think about it. I'm it's like, true. oh, I'm supposed to think about how my life is like better than someone else. Yeah, that sounds. Like, yeah. Oh, well, at least I don't have cancer. Something yeah, like that. it could that's, be worse. That, that sounds like, wow, that sounds kind of mean yeah. that I'm comparing myself to someone else. But what I really liked was actually something that you touched on Ooh. as well as um, what Nina touched on. And it's the, this idea that gratitude has to do with being in the present, yeah, in the moment. So it's not about comparing yourself to anyone else. No. It's actually about being inside you and in the moment. Yeah. Um, I like that Nina said, she talked about, you know, looking at your, if you have a child, looking at them and marveling at what they are. Right. You know, just what they are and feeling the breeze on uh-huh. your skin. And so not gratitude, like having to think about tomorrow and what might be, but just be there. Yeah. That's and that cool. suddenly if you do that, there's a lot more wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. A lot of things to marvel That's at. That's a so, good learning. So, yeah, I thought that was really beautiful. I like that. Um, also, just this idea that um, gratitude is trending right now. That was interesting. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, let's check the trends. What's trending? Gratitude and animosity. <laughs> Two of the hottest trends right now. No, but that's cool. What, what did you learn about that? Well, it's just, it, it almost seems like if you go to a pharmacy and you kind of see what, what's being sold there, mm-hmm. um, it kind of tells you what the, how people are sick, you know, right. what, what they're trying to get better from. And that's similar with gratitude. If we're talking a lot about gratitude, that means that maybe there's a little bit of dissatisfaction. We have so much today. That's true. So yeah. abundant. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Anything else stand out as a key learning? Yeah. Just uh, that idea. I loved what Jenny taught us about designing your own holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, going it, the holiday isn't something that should just happen to you. Yeah. You got to grab it by the holiday horns. Yeah. By those antlers, those reindeer <laughs> antlers and that's make something happen. That's true. Um, 
Do you have a do you have a do you have like a nickname? Uh my my sister calls me Brinsky. Yeah, that won't do. <laughs> Cuz we like to give Brandon, we like to give you nicknames. So, all right. Well, what are you next, thinking? Do you have something? Well, not yet. I like to just let it soak in. <laughs> but I I'm liking you. I'm liking you, Brandon. I think you're a keeper. You know. That's that's what my mom tells me. <laughs> that's what she said. We're keeping him, Larry. <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep him. <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I already broke him. <laughs> Let's just keep him. Well, Brandon, we appreciate you. Good to have you on the show. Thank you. Brent Brennanski. Anybody that uh, would like a date with Brennan, give us a call, 1-855-DATE-BRENNAN. Uh, no, don't do that. Last time we did that, we got in trouble and... Legally, we're still trying to get out of it. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us. Again, we're grateful to have you uh, listening to the show. We just honestly can't believe you will. But we love you, and stick with us. Tomorrow is going to be a best-of show. And here's a quote on the way out. Wayne Dyer, be miserable or motivate yourself. Whatever has to be done, it's always your choice. Wayne Dyer. Good stuff, my friends. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again uh, tomorrow with the best of and Monday as well. Just continuing to give you the great ideas, to give you a leg up in life. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow.